to a pleasure podcast for more from our sex podcast collective visit pleasurepodcasts.com thanks for tuning in sluts and scholars is a sex positive shame-free educational podcast where we try to help you talk smart and fuck smarter while we love to give advice and resources please note that this podcast or any emails from us are not intended to be therapy or a replacement for therapy Welcome back to another week of Sluts and Scholars. I'm Nicoletta von Heidegger, and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and sexologist. And this week, I don't even like know how to give this introduction. Um, she's less scholar, more <laughs> wait, slut. Wait, back it up. We're going to start with the drum roll, okay? Ready? Okay. Oh. Is that, your, now was you, that now, it? Now you, <laughs> no, that was for my introduction. I get two introductions. The first one's the drum roll. The second one is you introducing me. All right, your drum roll sucks. Anyway, she's less <laughs> scholar and more slut and currently an associate producer on a comedy game show and a former news producer at TMZ. She's also someone who uh, watches a lot of wrestling. Uh, she was also a former news producer at The Blast and currently and forever Nicoletta, a.k.a. me, my best friend. <laughs> yeah. I just read verbatim what you wrote. So. <laughs> no, you didn't. You did a great job. <laughs> and she wants did everyone. My, did we say my name? You didn't even put that in the bio. <laughs> she doesn't have a name. Her name is Erica Steiner. And we met in uh, kindergarten. Oh, yeah. Kindergarten. Yeah. So we have known each other through all of the like sexual developments in our lives. And then some. <laughs> and surprisingly, um, we used to be the people who, like, when hanging out with boys, would, like, sit in the corner and be like, why is everyone, like, ready to kiss and we're not? Do you remember that we, party? We, we should mention that that lasted, like, 10 minutes, that <laughs> Okay, this was what I just, one night in particular, I remember we got invited, we got invited over to, like, someone's birthday. I think it was Sophia's birthday at Nick Armour's house. Oh, God. And so we was were, like. the hot tub party? That was the hot tub party. <gasps> So we were in like, must have been fifth grade. We were in fifth grade and it was a hot tub party and I had been taking belly dancing classes. Oh, and I so I remember her name was Fancy. We invited Fancy over to like do a belly dancing like birthday dance, which is so, it was like, kind of like a strip show. Which, <laughs> but it was like, mind, we're fifth graders. <laughs> anyway, it was like a belly dancing class and then everyone was in the hot tub and like Nick started kissing with like his girlfriend, Sophia and... I don't know, someone else started kissing with someone else and Erica and I just like pouted outside of the jacuzzi because we were like, we didn't know what to do. <laughs> but I mean, fast forward, like what, like a year and a half and guess who was the hot one now? Us. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we were hot then. We just were like nervous, which mm, I've like, no, no, I don't remember. We didn't blossom till like sixth, seventh grade. Well, I don't remember ever being nervous sexually but that was a time that I was kind of nervous what do you, I don't know what do you I, remember I don't know if about I classify me it as nervous I think I would just say uh pre-slut <laughs> no we were still was, sluts we just didn't know it yet we didn't know what we were doing though we were just little just blind baby sluts fla flailing around <laughs> just looking <laughs> for answers and what answers did you find? Uh, how, do you, I don't know, how do you think we turned out? Depends. I think we're great. Well, <laughs> now like we found some answers. Well, now Erica is, you know, full circle, is now in a long-term relationship. <laughs> 
And I was like really shocked recently when I was talking to you because most people I know are like not feeling super sexy right now Mm -hmm. and are like not having a lot of sex. And I was like, how are things going for you? And you're like, oh, we're having sex all the time during quarantine. And I was like, oh, it's the best time of my life. Okay, but you've been together for like however many years. So already like things should be boring. And I would, I'm so curious, like what's going on? Like, how is this happening for you? I know. I'm glad we talked about that because I feel like this is such like a perfect conversation for not just like us, like just yelling back and forth at each other, but just people in general right now, because no matter who you're with, if you're alone, if you're with a partner you love, if you're with a partner you fucking hate, if you're whatever your situation is, crazy shit's probably happening in your life sexually, whether that's good or bad. I feel like we're all going through a lot of different things sexually right now. And as terrible as every other aspect of quarantine has been, sex has not been on that terrible list. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I assume it's just having so much free time to just really dive into the weirdness. <laughs> but yeah, no, quarantine has really just opened up a lot of different doors sexually. <laughs> I think, I I mean, I did like a very highly scientific poll on my Instagram, obviously, (laughs) about like who's having more sex. You are a scholar, so. Yes, but it was very, you know, very scientific, clearly. Um, And so, like, 70% of people said they were having less sex. And additionally, that things like COVID and other like stressful crisis situations were not a turn on. And then, like, 30% of people said they were having more sex. And that, like, chaos and stress was a turn-on. I, I love that you asked the question that way because I feel like that just adds such an interesting element to it. Because I guess now that you say it, in the back of my mind, there is, like, there's a little thrill to, oh, we're all probably going to be fucking dead soon anyway. Let's just let's just get weird. <laughs> so you're, like, an apocalypse role-playing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if it's all going to end soon, might as well do some weird stuff, right? <laughs> So, I've, I mean, I've often had people on the show who are, like, relationship experts. And, I mean, you're a, an expert of your own relationship. Oh, I was going to say I've, I'm the opposite. Good. <laughs> but, <laughs> I, good I mean, have another perspective. But I think, hypothetically, they say, like, here's things you can do to, like, you know, keep things sexy or, like, spice things up or blah, blah, blah. But, like, I want to hear from you. <laughs> like, how how are you making it so that it's still like fun after being with this person for what five five years yeah like a little over five years I think I think it actually kind of just starts with yourself which is helpful for people because we're all with ourselves even if we're with a partner or not we're all we all have ourselves and I've just been like really learning a lot about myself sexually considering I have like basically 24 hours a day to masturbate To, to put it bluntly, I have a lot of time to do a lot of things. And have you I, tried anything new? Oh, dude, I've tried so many new things. And it's it's so exciting because, like, I, I think most people go their whole lives masturbating the same, right? I mean, Also, like, if you hear chirping in the background, oh, no, it's my I, cat. I hear, I hear her. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to edit it out. I'm just going to leave it. So I just know. assumed that was you getting excited. <laughs> I assumed that was you purring for me. Ah. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> Um, what was I saying? I don't know. Something about masturbating differently. (laughs) Oh yeah. No, because like, I feel like we, we go our whole lives. Like 
when we're we're young, we figure out what works. You you touch this, you flick that, you do that in there, and you just kind of go with that for probably the rest of your life. And well, inter- I mean, when we're young, me and you, but I think yeah. a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't figure it out, and the ones who do, like, feel ashamed about it. Oh, I didn't even know there were people not getting to that first step. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, there's some people who didn't do it or maybe it was like pre-memory and then somebody yeah. shamed them out of it. So like just putting that out there. But like, yes, if you're if you're down, <laughs> if you had the experience like Erica, you figured out how to do it early on. Yeah, and that was my like personal experience. I, I found my ways, I stuck my ways, and I've just been rocking those ways for like the last couple of decades. Like your most reliable route to orgasm. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you have you have like your you do this, you do that, you do that, you're done. <laughs> Some people so, get embarrassed by their most reliable route. Like I have a lot of clients who if figured anything, I'm out embarrassed that I keep using that. <laughs> really? Well, I'm embarrassed that I don't have more creativity in my arsenal until now because now that I've had so much free time, you you have all the hours and the day to try out new things. And my I I figured out that my favorite new thing, which I I'm doing it in my head right now, but I feel like the more alone time we're gonna have is just probably gonna balloon into like much more weirdness. But I've I've been talking dirty into myself like crazy, man. <laughs> like I've never done that before. And like granted, like it's like at least it's in, it's intended to be in my head. There's probably like, you can ask my boyfriend. There might be like, I might be whispering while I'm doing it. I don't know. Maybe it's not actually in my head, but the intention is it's in my head. And like, I've just been doing, I every single time I masturbate, I've just been talking to myself and just like calling myself like dirty words. And like, it's just been like fucking like rock and roll. Not feeling like you have to lean on like your go-to for like getting sexy has kind of made things even sexier, which when there's all this like misery and depression around us, I feel like that's the kind of thing we have to latch onto is like, what weird new things are we going to explore to like get us through this fucking misery? (laughs) I mean, I'd like to think that as your best friend and a professional that you've been inspired to do all this stuff because of me, because I'm, you know, (laughs) but Granted that I'm not there Uh, 24-7. You did teach me how to give a blowjob, and for that I am ever grateful, but I feel like everything... No, I think it was reverse. I think it was the other way around. (laughs) Yeah, remember Ryan? Who? Oh, shit. Never mind. (laughs) Technically, I learned how to give oral sex from Nina Hartley's Guide to Better Fellatio. That's what I was referring to, but your in-person experience. Yes, Erica definitely (laughs) was a... um, you know, an assistant tutor, I think. But, um, yeah, so I would like to assume that I taught you all of this, but I'm guessing that's not actually true and just, like, my narcissism speaking. So (laughs) how did you figure out that this was, like, a thing to do for yourself or, like, that you felt comfortable doing? I think, um, because I'm just, like, such a huge proponent of porn, (laughs) I think a lot of it just has to do with, like, letting yourself get into the things you kind of already know you're into. Like, I already know that, like, I like to, when I watch porn, I like it when people say disgusting fucking things to each other. Like, I already know that about myself. (laughs) So I think when you start to, like, slowly implement those things, like, oh, I like to watch this. What if I try to do it to myself? I like to see people do those things. What if I can somehow factor that into, like, me when I masturbate, you know? Like, so I I think that's just kind of, like, it just slowly eased its way into itself, almost. 
I mean, I imagine a lot of people are kind of doing this without even realizing it. Yeah. First, well, first, when you said talking dirty to self, I imagine like just fantasizing. And so that's not really talking to yourself, but you're like role playing these like different scenarios and t- like someone else maybe saying things to you, but it's all in your head. So like you're saying it to yourself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I love that you phrased it that way. Cause when I first was doing it, I'm like, obviously I didn't think about it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Mumble, mumble. You're a dirty fucking whore. Mumble, mumble. Not weird. And then as soon as you finish, like, wait, what did I just say to myself? <laughs> what? Excuse me. What did I just call me? <laughs> so do you feel ashamed about it or you're like, yeah, that was hot. I, I just thought it was hot and hilarious. <laughs> I always find it funny to go back and read like sexual text conversations or other things that I've shared with partners, like when you're in the mood and when you're turned on, like what you say. And then later when you're not and you reread it and you're like, what? Because the things we say when we're horny, man, I've I've said some regrettable things and only in that state of mind can you say those things? <laughs> I mean, I w- it sounds like you're mostly shame-free, so I would yeah, like yeah. argue that it's not regrettable, but maybe like I'm curious, like what is, what is that? <laughs> maybe, maybe just like in, in general, there are things that you shouldn't say. Like I'm, tra- I'm trying to think of like a cleaner example than like come in me, but that's literally the only thing that's coming to mind right now though. Wait, why shouldn't you say that? Uh, because baby. okay well hope maybe if you are a person with ovaries you can find some type of birth control but i do know a lot of people who have like impregnation fantasies yeah and either i always have to stop myself from saying crazy shit like that where i know like non-horny erica would not want you to do that but horny erica's like yeah fucking do that but you can say there's actually an episode of girls did oh, you God. see that episode of yeah, Girls? I, I watched Girls. Okay, well, I think Adam Driver and Jemima Kirk. I can't Jemima Kirk. Yeah. Okay, and I think she's like, she's like, okay, I want to. I'm going to tell you to like come in me and like put a baby oh, in I me, but yes, I exactly. I don't want you to actually like. She's like, I'm going to tell you to do it, and be upset that you did it, but like don't actually do it. But like, I don't know. It's like impregnation 100%. fantasy. <laughs> and I have 100%. another friend who has an impregnation fantasy, but her partner has a vasectomy. So like they can play that game all the time. So I don't that's, think it has to be, dream. I don't think it has to be bad. You just need to like find a creative way to get that need met while also not having an unplanned something if that's not in the cards. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that seems like a good. good so I want to, I want to support you to be able to say, put a baby in me. <laughs> Minus without the putting a part. minus the actual baby unless you, you want that. You can have that. your cake and eat it too, man. <laughs> you can have your cum and eat Oh my god, okay, it's getting too bad. It's getting too it's getting too dirty. This is going to get real fucked up, man. <laughs> okay, okay. But back to like relationship stuff. So you've been in a relationship for 5 plus years. Have you always like wanted to be sexual with each See, other? That's why I think this is like I'm that's why I'm so glad we started talking about this when we did cuz like this isn't my usual, like there's, there's never a point in time for us. where like, we're just consistently fucking every day. We're like, we're both horny at the same time. We both have the you know, same amount of free time. We both want the same thing. And we both have like the schedule to allow those things. So like a, a normal relationship. Before. Yeah. That's never like this. That's never fucking happened. That is a luxury that most people do not have. So like every other couple, we, we have sex a normal couple amount, I would say. What do you think is a normal couple oh, amount? It, it's, I'm going to say it and it's probably going to be like so off. And I'm like, Erica, you're insane. Um, like once every like 
other day, three days, I think. That is a lot. Is that not a normal couple of math? <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, you know me. I'm like such a therapist role. So I, I always like encourage people to not use like, what is a normal amount of times? Because to me, it's more about like the quality of it. Yeah. And so I know some people who have long lasting, passionate sex for decades of their relationship but they only have sex like once a month and i know people who have it once a week and they're happy with it and i know people who have it once a week who aren't so i think i don't know it's it's not good to compare yourself to other couples and i don't know what the normal amount is but if you're not happy about it i think it's a combination of like asking yourself why am i not happy about it is this based on like me comparing or based on like cultural norms of how often i think people are having sex or am i comparing myself to erica like (laughs) Which don't do listeners at home. Don't do, <laughs> but as far, as far as my normalcy, um, yeah, no, my, no, and I'm not by any means bragging about my sex schedule. And we're talking like, this is like schedules allow. We have a time frame sex. This, is, this isn't like five hours of like shit sting does, you know, <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, I wish this is like a time frame. Like I got dinner to cook. Things are happening. Do <laughs> you set, do you set aside time for it or does it just happen more spontaneously? I mean, like we both are on a uh, pretty exact schedule. So like we know what our time frame is going to be when I get home from work. So it's, if it doesn't happen within like that hour and a half time frame, like it's, you got, you got to wait till the next day. <laughs> but now that you're home, all day has it changed and i think just getting that luxury of time is really all it took to change like everything about everything that we do because now like there's really no constraints that we have to put on like what how much time we need like what kind of sex we're trying to have like if i have somewhere to be um you know like things like that i mean people don't know people listening may or may not know you as well as I do, but like, I know that <laughs> I guarantee people listening do not know me as well as you do. Okay. But we're both anxious Jews. We are both anxious Jews. If you couldn't tell from our voices. <laughs> so how do you think you're able to like get in that headspace to relax with all this shit going on? I think it, I think it does come back to like what I was saying with like masturbating and just like making yourself feel good in amid the chaos. And I think it's just, we're both in the same mindset right now. We're, we're just working on ourselves. Like we're just trying to, cause we're usually like both incredibly busy. So this is definitely, we, th- this time has been used for like things other than fucking, <laughs> but we're just both like trying really hard to improve ourselves in like a bunch of different facets. And I think one of the ways that that's really, really shown a lot of growth is the sexual facet of that. Cause we're both we both just want to have a good time. And now that there's no time constraint on the good time, I think that really lets you kind of explore new things with your partner. Without going into too much personal detail, unless, unless you want to, are there things that you only like to do with yourself that you like don't even want to bring up to him? Or usually when you're like, oh, I feel like I figured out that I like doing this with myself, I definitely want to tell my partner. I'm trying to think of an example. It's really hard for me to think of things that I'm not okay talking about sexually. <laughs> I can't think of an example. I guess the only update would be I still don't like anal. <laughs> and you tried. You did, you did your best. I'm still not there yet. Fine, fine. <laughs> but other than that, I don't think there's really anything that like is an issue of like 
shame or embarrassment or well not just shame I guess I'm I think my relationship with myself is sometimes yeah sometimes separate from my relationship with my partner and so there may be things that I don't share with that partner just because um I'm not interested in doing it with a partner not from Mm -hmm. like a shame place but it's like oh this is my like fun private time and that's like kind of, it's kind of like nice to keep it a secret. Yeah, Not because no, I'm embarrassed, I, I just because I, it's I think, like. Yeah, totally. And I think that carries over more into like, like, like porn and like, just like being weird and like watching weird things. Like there, there are things that I watch, like, even if I wanted to, like, I literally could not ask him for that because he doesn't have the parts or what have you. <laughs> what parts are we talking about? I don't know, man. There's just things. Ten tentacles. Yeah. You know, he doesn't have like the giant octopus tentacles that I'm looking for in a relationship. If you can dream it, you can do it. And also I think another kind of going off that, I think another element of like how communication has also continued to be so awesome is when you're in your house alone with no other person for weeks on end, you really learn how weird you are. I think, I think, I mean, granted, I already knew how weird I was, but I think there's a lot, like I've had a lot of conversations with friends and stuff who they're just, they're really, really getting into exploring their weirdness, whether that's sexually or like not even sexually at all, just like who they are as a person and just trying new things that like they never thought they would do. So I think just being removed from people and judgment and people who we might be weary of because they're going to think like that shit's weird that shit's weird I feel like a lot of that stuff kind of falls to the side when it's just you're alone with your weirdness you know (laughs) well I don't know if you've read anything by Esther Perel or for listeners out there I know we've talked about her on the show but basically she talks about how like the thing that we're looking for with maybe like stability and like knowing all of somebody can take away from like the erotic and the the mystery Um, and so now that you're like in that space where maybe you are finding out more stuff or you're literally just physically together all the time in all states of yourself, how do you like switch to like sexy time role when you're like, okay, here we are like sitting, farting in our pajamas and like watching, you know, like watching Tiger King. And then like, are you you watching me right now? (laughs) I mean, I just know, I know you, you know, cleaning up after the dogs, um, taking the dogs for a walk. Like how do you transition from that to being like, okay, now I'm your dirty slut. (laughs) I think honestly, that's just my favorite thing about nudity in general. I feel like nudity just it it's an instant icebreaker and this has always been my stance on nudity it has been it's it's so lame but it has been like my go-to move when i'm trying to like make something happen with a with a new partner like it's my go-to when i have a partner and i'm just trying to make it happen when you just get naked it is amazing how quickly people forget whatever the fuck they're thinking about wasn't that on a show like how i met your mother it was and i just want to say i was doing it before that it was called the naked man i was doing it way before erica was a naked man before all of you i this i should have copyrighted it in high school but i have been implementing this move for many years and it has never not worked but as someone who also likes to be nude like to me nude doesn't always mean sexual but it for you would you say like it's usually a transition to like sexy time i 100 percent a transition to sexy time i think like okay so keep clothes on until you're in the mood and then you're like okay naked man time 
Yeah, pretty much. So like, <laughs> say like you're, you're coming back from work, you're in like a very like unsexy mode. Like you're just, your, your armpits are smelly. You, and then I get nude. You've been, you've been working all day. You just don't want to fuck. And I think like, and I'll even do this when I'm not like in the mood, but like, I want to force myself to be, cause I know it's what I actually want to be doing. I'm just being like a lazy prude who needs to get over herself. <laughs> but I think just like getting naked, it sounds so simple, but it really does instantly change the the mood for me, you know? I don't know if getting naked would be the thing for everyone, but I think I think you have to be creative and find your thing and make that transition. And I liked what you said. I mean, I think it sometimes it can come across as like rapey uh, on the podcast when we've talked about this thing called like responsive versus spontaneous arousal. Have you heard of that, Erica? Not spontaneous. I get responsive, obviously. <laughs> well, yeah. So like spontaneous is basically like yeah, you have spontaneous arousal. And I think that usually happens like in the beginning of a relationship or sometimes more so for testosterone driven people, but it'll be like the wind blows or like the dog winked at me. And like, now I have a boner, <laughs> like randomly. I mean, we can all relate to that one, I think. <laughs> like randomly, spontaneously. And responsive is more like you don't start feeling desire until you've already gotten started like playing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then once you do and you're like, okay, I'm down to like, I'm open to the idea of getting turned on. And then once you start engaging it, then you're like, oh, I remember that I like this. Um, And then you feel better afterwards because, so I think not that you should like force yourself in a rapey way to do stuff you don't want to do, but you may be someone who's like responsive. Like Erica was saying, when you're like, okay, I got home, I'm not really in the mood, but I like reminded myself if I do this routine and like get naked and remind myself that like, I usually like it when we do it. Like, how do you, I don't want to say, how do you force yourself, but how do you, how do you you force yourself on your boyfriend? (laughs) No, I mean, how do you, how do you like push yourself over the hump? No pun intended to like, to to be like, I'm not really in the mood right now, but I could get there. So I'm going to get naked. Um, yeah, no, honestly, like, I think just like coming home, like, and I, this is why I try and do it. Like when I first do get home because I know like once I relax I put on my once you eat yeah I get I it, it only gets increasingly less sexy the moment I walk in the door to when I go to sleep so if I don't get it in then it's not gonna happen and I think just like <laughs> okay so know yourself yeah so know yourself know know your patterns like a lot of people do like having a sex schedule as unsexy as sex the word sex schedule sounds I call it schedule like scheduled spontaneity that which makes it sound sexier, <laughs> but a lot of I think a lot of people thrive with that. Um, and I I know when I when I know when I can fuck, it it's 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 hard to make excuses for yourself when when that's the case, you know. Well, and it can also be if you know when it's maybe going to happen. And, and why I say scheduled spontaneity is because like stuff may happen where like maybe you can't have sex but you can still do something like intimate and erotic with your partner like in that time and be like spontaneous in that time that you've set aside with your partner it doesn't mean it's always going to happen but when you're at least thinking about it you can do whatever you need to do to like get in the mindset so for some people that's like listening to erotica or like fantasizing in their head about what they want to do with a partner or like you can spend some time like getting in that like state of mind Mm -hmm. When you have it scheduled. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, it's, 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 it's fun having something to look forward to, even if it's something you do all the time, you know? Like, it's fun. How do you not let 
your pets get in the way? Because something that I uh, talk adore, adore, <laughs> and being louder than them. Those those are my two tried and tested methods: is door and be louder. The last one's kind of hard, but <laughs> we, we make it work. I mean, this those seem like such simple things, but yes, no. But something there's, I- there's so many distractions when you're trying to have sex as like a people with three dogs in like a apartment complex. Like there's a million things that you could be hearing at the same time, you know? And well, I'm glad it's a matter of like getting so into it that you don't hear the outside world, you know? How do you, how do you like get so into it? Again, if you're the loudest one, <laughs> it, it sounds stupid, but if you could just be the loudest one, you won't hear anything else. And then you're just that crazy lady who lives in that apartment who's screaming all the time. But I mean, for some, for some reason, animals love to watch uh, humans have sex. So like, if you're down and fine and into that, like, fine, let the animals stay in the room. <laughs> but I usually find that couples that come see me, like the animals get in the way. So definitely make like a physical barrier, train your dog to like be okay outside of the door. Like don't have them in the bed all the time. A physical barrier is pretty much the most important thing. Cause I know there's, there's definitely been moments where like, if we don't close that door all the way, all three of those fucking perverts are going to work together, bust down that door, come running in and start looking for wet spots to sniff. They're disgusting. <laughs> have they ever? Have they ever walked in? Oh, so so many times. <laughs> they, they literally work together, like the three pervert musketeers, and they yeah, <laughs> it is their mission. So close <laughs> doors. Close all your doors all the time. I had my dog jump up on the bed one time and like lick the side of my breast. <laughs> And I was like very conflicted it's, about. It's a, I mean, I happening. feel like getting any lick during sex is a complicated thing. <laughs> well, but I, you know, I don't want my dog. I'm not trying to do it with my dog. But I was like in the middle of something, and this is when she was Stevie was a puppy, and she jumped up and like licked me, and I was like a younger woman. You're saying? Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was. Yeah. Oh God! <laughs> um. Yeah, she was just a, a young thing. She was a younger woman. Um, oh man, this is like this is really segued into minor attraction trying, and right, bestiality. Let's go to some other tips that have nothing to do with animals. Okay, hit me. <laughs> what are the tips? <laughs> One other thing that I feel like is much more normal to talk about than anything we've been talking about so far is I feel like there's so many couples, especially people who have been with each other for a while, who you know, like over the years, like when you want to like spice things up or like it's an anniversary or like you order something, you go to a store. Whatever it is, there, we've all amassed so many sex toys and lingerie and just sexual devices and things that like, I guarantee that half of us are not using half of, that it just sits in the back of our drawer because it's something that you know you got to invest like two hours into, that it's like a whole thing, and you always want to make excuses to never try those things. And now that none of us have that excuse of we don't have the time, I feel like that's something we should all be doing is dipping into our weird sex toy drawer, reaching in the back of the things that we don't ever use and fucking using those things because you bought them for a reason. And I'm sure that reason's still valid. And now you have the time to do it. Have you found any cool things in the back of your drawer? I found that I need to buy more cool things. Because <laughs> I did that the first week of quarantine and I went through all of them at once. And I'm like, now what? <laughs> 
I find it helpful to like create a special drawer for that stuff. Mm -hmm. Or even like I've seen some people, I think one of our past guests, Zoe Ligon did this, but she had like her shoe hanger thing on the back of her closet door and put dildos in each of the shoe things. That's amazing. Yeah. So like, you know, split it up by like type or like ones that are like newly cleaned and ones that have been sitting and need to be like rinsed off or like make a, like a beautiful like presentation of it so that you like want to take care of it. I mean, it's kind of like anything, right? Like if you have many people have cleared out like expired spices from like the back of their drawer like how fucking good do you feel afterwards and how more much more inclined are you to use the spices that did not expire that you still have i mean personally i use expired spices but you know what i'm saying in terms of this metaphor you shouldn't be commenting on any cooking metaphors (laughs) okay excuse me i have been the chef for my family during this time and i've made some bomb ass meals i even made indian food the other night spaghetti we all no erica i've been making fucking stir fry i've been making prime rib i've been making um i made alu gobi indian food i've been making like fresh lemonade like i've been fucking cooking for the whole family and i know it's my mom but she says it's the best stuff she's ever had (laughs) i feel like it should be noted that this woman has never had a uh, msg or like fat or sugar or anything in her whole life (laughs) but that's the thing i'm cooking really healthy food and she's like it's better than all the health food restaurants and like she's she's usually honest and my dad eats it my brother likes it like joe i think liked it i feel like if all those demanding people like it then we should know that that it is i like i liked it (laughs) (laughs) we all believe you Okay, I'm gonna fucking send some over to you because this is just rude. I feel so shortchanged. Okay, I've been finding all these hobbies that I wasn't doing, you know, wasn't doing before. But it turns out I'm a really good cook. I don't even have to follow recipes. I just fucking do it. It just works like magic, man. Yeah, I've been singing. I've been singing on the Smule app where I'm very mediocre, and now I have ten followers. Oh, and today I painted a watercolor of a unicorn. I saw, and you did a great job. I feel like it's pretty clear that you're thriving. I don't think that needs to be explained to anyone. It's pretty clear you're thriving. Okay, anyway, back to the tips. What are the other t- What are the other? Okay, so go to the back like, of your sex toy yeah, drawer, no, clear like, those babies off. I like what off. you're saying about organization, though, because I feel like when, I think this holds true, especially for women like us. When we see something that's pretty, we want to be around it more. And I feel like that applies to like everything, to like our closet our makeup, like our spi- our spice drawer, like everything. Don't group me into that. I love trash. <laughs> well, we both love trash. I don't, I'm not talking trash on trash. Please don't accuse me of that. But I also know that when things look pretty, it gets you more excited to use them. And however you define pretty, like make your sex space a sexy space. So like, yeah, yeah. I just saw you put up some like new like little dangle lights in your room. Like make it, yeah. And like, don't. A lot of people say, like, that you should only use your bed for sleep and sex. Oh, no. <laughs> Wait, is this up for debate? Is this, like, a thing that people are debating? Well, no, I'd love to hear what you <laughs> said. as a no. Well, I would, I've seen both. You know, I've seen people who can still make it work. But, like, you know, it's more sexy when you, like, go into this, like, clean room where you know it's, like, either sleep or sexy time. Not that you should only be having sex in your bedroom. But you know what I mean? Like, having this, like nice space that's kind of like you've put intention and like set aside for it to be like uh, an erotic sexy space for you versus you're there and it's like covered in trash and like old while you're having sex you're looking at like the old dishes with like burnt jalapenos and like a tapatio bottle for you (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, unless it does it for you, but like, you unless know. burn jalapenos just really fucking do it for you. No, but you know, like old bottle of wine and like dirty plates and like. Even like, like you were just saying. Crumbs like, on the bed. Like, even like those stupid fucking lights that I put up in my bedroom a few days ago. Like, like I don't really put a lot of effort into like decorating my bedroom because I it's something that me and my partner share. So I don't want to do too much to it because it's already fucking weird enough. It's enough me. But even something as simple as putting up like some stupid girly lights, it made sex really fun. Like it was just a different light in the room. And like something as like silly and simple as that. It just, just changed just the lighting. Another, yeah, it's just another new fun element you have going on, you know, as opposed to like your terrible like fluorescent overhead lights. <laughs> Yeah, those are not my preferred. I, speaking of sharing, though, I mean, you you said you live in an apartment, and I already know that, but for our listeners, like, you live in an apartment. A lot of people are living in a cramped space, like, whether it's a studio, an apartment, whatever. What is, like, the need for individual time, and how do you get it when you're sharing a space? Like, whether it's for I masturbating think, or yeah, just, like, totally. getting away from each other? No, Because I, I know, I know you're all, like, happy to be spending time oh, together no, and having and sex, love but... Space. Like, we've always loved space, both of us. Like, we've... we've every boyfriend we've ever had between us, we both wanted to be away from them for, like, long periods of time. <laughs> that's, just, that's just us. That's just how we operate. <laughs> but, no, I love that you asked that because, like, this is something that is so much more important now, but something that Ryan and I have been doing forever is we have like, at least I do, I have like set aside like Erica alone masturbation time. Like no, no man may enter my time. Do not come in. This is my time. And it is sacred and it is special. And we both know about it. And it's not like weird or embarrassing or like you're cheating on me with your hand. It's just, we've both found that it's very important to have your own time to just express yourself sexually and not have to worry about like, oh, it's going to come in. Should I cover up? Because I feel like when, when you have that, that just like brings you back to like shitty, like middle school mentality, like terrible flashbacks, like being in your room with like the door closed, like underneath your covers, trying to be quiet so your parents don't walk in. Like, and that's not sexy. Nobody wants that. So I found that having that set aside and being open and honest about wanting to just have your alone time as well, or in place of whatever the fuck you're doing that day, it matters. And even if it's not just masturbating, just like solo time to do your thing for you. But like you said, some people aren't comfortable with that and they either feel embarrassed or they don't feel like they can ask for it or their partner is like, oh, you're cheating on me with your porn like how do you think maybe Which it's makes just me a- so sad that that's like a thing that like i even have to like say that that's not the case because that shouldn't even be a conversation that makes me so sad but how do you think you got to that place i mean i, I imagine you've knowing you guess, like you've always been in that place a monster well i'm like Aletta, i've always been a monster so <laughs> no but what about like your partner like does he was yeah, he no, always I, down I think, for it how did, yeah, did you need totally. to convince him it was good for you guys i think like, it happened because we were just so like over being embarrassed by that shit because like what would happen is like we'll we'll like do we'll have dinner we'll do like our nightly routine or whatever um, I'll, I'm usually the first one to go to sleep in our bedroom. So I'll go into sleep. And usually what that would mean, at least in my head was I'm going to sleep actually means I'm going to masturbate for like 40 minutes. Please do not come in. <laughs> and what would happen is I wasn't actually saying that out loud, obviously. So he would come in and either a, I'd be embarrassed or like B, it would turn out well. And like, it would be to sex, blah, blah, blah. You know how that goes. But 
I hated being embarrassed when it happened because, like, that's when someone walks in on you touching yourself, like, that's your that's your gut reaction. Which is like, such, like, a oh, programmed no. thing yeah, from yeah, growing like up. And, like, yeah. Like, doing it quietly in secret, you know? Seriously, like, even monsters like us, like, that's going to be our jerk reaction because that's, like, that's how people react. So well, it's, it's pretty funny because my, I mean, this isn't funny, but my mom is legally blind. So <laughs> there were times she'd walked in on me, like kissing a partner or whatever. And she'd be like, are you in there? When I was like, so she, had, she didn't know which what is, was going which on. Which is an amazing out. I <laughs> but yeah, like it really helped you be peak slutty during, during your formative days. But I think growing up, most people have the experience of like, oh, I got to do it really fast, really quiet, yeah. in the dark, silently. Like, Which sucks for like so many different reasons. Like it sucks for you physically. It sucks for you mentally. Like it, it, just, it just sucks. Like just that's not, that's not the way that I have found my personal happiness. Maybe some people like the secrecy and the quietness. And if that works for you, like fucking do it. I hope someone walks in on you, whatever, whatever makes you happy. <laughs> but I've, I found that it's such a simple conversation to be like hey i'm gonna go fucking masturbate uh be aware that's what's happening and that's literally the whole conversation and it just it puts it puts your mind at ease you can express yourself freely you don't have to worry about like the shame or quiet or anything like that and worst case scenario it they walk in then it turns out to be sex because they already knew that's what you were doing and you already knew that they knew that's what you were doing (laughs) But I think sometimes you're not in the mood to have partnered sex. So I'd be like, excuse me. Which like, is why you say it in the beginning. Yeah, get out. <laughs> which is why which is why you say it in the beginning. I the emphasis on sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a rare sometimes. It's just it's a thing that's happened. <laughs> oh, this is so it's it's this is great. Um I love any it. any other tips you want to add before we start wrapping up? I wanna hear your tips. Uh, I mean, I liked a lot of the stuff that, that you were saying and I, and I agree. And I, I think it's great that you've kind of come up with all those on your own, like with your partner, because I think every relationship is different and you have to find like what works in your relationship. And so there's, there are tips that I think can apply to a lot of folks that you can like read online or whatever, but it's not personal. And so yeah. I, I do think it's, it's important to like figure out what works for you and, yeah, and your yeah. partner. Cause we do all, di- we do all have different experiences and relationships, but I think it's cool. Cause the one thing that a lot of us do have in common right now is that free time, you know, and that free time to explore those unknowns in your life. I think that the fact that we all have that in common right now and it's like yeah. we should be taking advantage of it. If, if we do have that luxury, a lot of people don't, obviously a lot of people. Well, I do, I do want to normalize, like, cause I've, I've been in this boat for some of the time too, that like, it's also normal to not be like using your free time for sex stuff, or maybe be like feeling in the space to do it like Erica is. And I would maybe challenge yourself on that. Like, yes, give yourself permission to like not be feeling it and it's okay. And you don't have to be in a sexy space. Cause like crazy shit is going down. Um, and maybe your situation has changed and you don't have the like you know, benefits and freedoms that like we're talking about. But I also think it's kind of like this old adage, like the more sex you have, the more sex you have. And so even if you're not in the space, not that you should force yourself, but you can do exercises like playing around with yourself, at least talking to your partner about sex stuff, like just increasing the conversation around the topic of like sex connection and like eroticism that and also i feel like this does apply to people who do not have a partner like you can totally apply those things if you're alone like 
doing things to make yourself feel sexy. Like just on like, were you saying that reminded me of another thing that I've been doing all the time that like you could totally do dressing up. I've been taking such a weird amount of naked pictures of myself, like for no fucking reason. <laughs> like, they, they what do you deleted. mean no reason? Because you're like, I'm hot and I'm feeling myself. No, no, no. I mean like they're not going anywhere. Like they're, they're, they get deleted pretty much instantly. Like after I look at them, but like just doing stupid little things like that, where you're just in the bathroom for like 20 minutes. And you're like, let me just take like some cool pictures of my tits at different angles. Like, and since what's been the, what's been the best angle? Them. <laughs> like, Lower angles, I have not explored before, but I am now open to. <laughs> yeah, lower lower angle upwards toward the butt, I think I was telling you, makes the butt look like... Yeah, I've been, I've been trying to figure out the perfect butt poses, so, you know, just, just enriching myself with all this free time. <laughs> I think you're great at all angles. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, how can people, like... Actually, we didn't even talk about like the one thing that I know you love besides what? me is wrestling. Oh, I was gonna say attention. <laughs> yes, also attention. We didn't even we didn't even pay attention to you and give you compliments like you love. You were so wonderful. Wow, this has just been the best podcast ever. Um, how can people follow what you're doing, which does include a lot of wrestling content because Erica and her yes. partner are big in the wrestling scene, which you should <laughs> well, definitely come is. back and talk he about. He is, and I am known as his girlfriend, so. Okay, yeah, but you know what? You're in it now. I, I am indirectly involved. Um, if but you, you seem want- to like it. Like, look, my partner loves baseball, and I'm never going to like baseball, but I, like, try to, you know, oh, fame, totally. yeah, fame no, support. Really, really lucked out with liking wrestling because when we first got together, I tricked him into coming over by saying we're going to watch Monday Night Raw as if I watched that on my own normally. And I invited him over to our house and I just pretended to like wrestling. (laughs) And luckily I ended up actually liking wrestling. (laughs) Jokes on me, right? (laughs) I still don't get wrestling, but we'll have to talk about it another time and like gender roles and wrestling and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, no, we'll definitely do like a weird like sex wrestling episode. Cool. Yeah. Um, but, but yes, if, if Erica loves attention. How can you follow me, you? If you want to make a mistake of finding me, uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Ziggy Zaggy Oi Oi Z I G G Y Z A G G Y O I O I. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can go to my Twitter, which is uh, Send a Raven, please. S E N D A. Raven, R-A-V-E-N, please, P-L-Z. Ziggy-zaggy, ziggy-zaggy, oi, oi, oi. When you were spelling it out, though, it sounded like uh, Iggy Azalea. Ah, G-G-Y. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that had come out yet, but it was it was hilarious to me when I made it. So. You know what? Every Everyone famous is actually just following everything Erica's done for her whole life, you know, including Iggy Azalea. So thank you for for. Thanks for being here and for being my Thanks friend. Thanks for having me. And this again, is actually very fun. Thank you very much. I love this. And I hope, um, I hope that people actually tried to listen to us because I think we gave some advice amid the giggles and nonsense that people could actually implement into their lives to have a good sex quarantine. Yeah. If you can work your way through that, um, props to you. I think you should have your own podcast too, but Erica will definitely (laughs) be back. Um, again, if you want to follow what I'm doing at sluts and scholars, I'm on Instagram at sluts and scholars on Twitter at sluts scholars. And you can always email with your questions, wonderings, or if you'd like to be a guest on the show at sluts and scholars at gmail.com. I'm not currently releasing any new content on Patreon, but some of our really generous patrons are like, well, we want to pay you anyway. So if you have 
money to spare during this time of quarantine, which most people don't, um, sign up for Patreon and get what's already there and nothing new. <laughs> I think that was a pretty good sell. Oh, if you want to give me money, you can give me money too. That also yeah. good sell. Okay, good. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> you just get, give us your money. And if I you can't afford, <laughs> if you can't afford that, um, always appreciate reviews anywhere you get your podcasts. Um, thanks so much and talk to you next week. Bye. Hi, I'm Cam Poder. And I'm Karen Lee Poder. And we host the Sex Talk with My Mom podcast. We are excited to answer the Pleasure Podcast's question of the month. What is our number one sex tip for quarantine? Mom, what's yours? I like the idea of Zoom sex with other people. What? What are you making a face for? Have you done that? As a matter of fact, yes, I have. No, you have not. Yes, I have. You had Zoom sex? yes. With who? We're not going to get into this right now. There's only 30-second clip. Oh, my God. Do you want to hear more from my mother about her sex life? Do you want to hear more from my son about his sex life or lack thereof? Thank you. Check out the Sex Talk With My Mom podcast.